Sunday morning, church. Wonderful words of life, and what a friend we have in Yahweh.
Be seated, church. I'd like to welcome you who are out on Facebook Live this morning. If you would give a shout out so we can keep you on the attendance register. Welcome to you who are on 87.7 FM radio. And to you who are in the sanctuary this morning, good morning, church. Uh, you can do better than that. Come on. Good morning, church. Yeah. Just a few announcements for you. Uh, if you have a bulletin, take it home and read it. That's a good announcement. Staff parish tomorrow night at 6.30. Tuesday morning, ladies' Bible study at Liebler's house at 7.30. Wednesday, or Tuesday, worship committee at 10. Wednesday night, I invite you to join us at Missionary uh, Church down the street for their first Lenten service uh, with all the other churches in the area. And thank you to you from Brown City who came out to Omar the other night. It was good to see so many of you uh, there. And then Wednesday is the Covenant Group and Soup Luncheon. And then next Saturday, uh, United Methodist Men's Breakfast. Any other announcements from anyone this morning? Can't hear you. Oh, goodness. There's bags of apples in the back. Uh, how many bags were there? Four bags of apples in the back. Please take them. Great. Who makes a good apple pie? Bags of apples so you can make your pastor an apple pie. Cherry instead? I have whatever kind. Prune pie is my favorite. See how you are? Not in the uh, bazaar at all? Well, we ladies have decided, and I think we spoke about it a little bit last week, are going to have our Spring Bazaar on Saturday, March 27th from 8.30 to 2 p.m. We could really use donations of craft items that you may make and bake sale items. Um, if you have any questions about that, um, please call to Karen Eklund, who's right back there. Karen, raise your hand. Kim Evans is right there, or myself. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. So there's one more announcement. Yesterday afternoon, we launched a podcast for the church. What is that? It's internet radio. Oh, man. So what it's for is people that do not have Facebook and cannot see us on Facebook Live will be able to hear the audio of the service through the podcast. So it is launched through Spotify. I'm getting it launched through other apps as well. And all they got to do is search for Brown City UMC and you will be all over the internet some more. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, it's about Jesus being all over the internet, so the rest of it's good, brother. Who has young disciples this morning? Hey guys. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about sin. Who's a sinner? You're not? <laughs> okay. Do you know what a sin is? Kenzie, do you know what a sin is? What do you think a sin is? 
Is it misbehaving? Is it could be? Is it telling lies? Ivy? Is it throwing tantrums when we don't get our way? What is maybe a bad thing? A sin is kind of a bad thing. And do you think Jesus or God likes when we do bad things? No. Ivy, do you think God likes it when we do bad things? No. All right. So this marker is going to represent our sins. So what did we say? Being bad, right? Right? How about telling lies? How about cheating during a card game? Would that be a sin? Well, Karen says. <laughs> what else is a bad sin? Not listening. How about we'll, we'll draw an X and an ear for not listening. I won't write that out. So we'll show the guys. All right. So this, bat, this black marker is representing our sins. Kenzie, can you take this and try to erase the word bad? Is it coming off? No. Ivy, do you want to try to erase some of those words? Rub it on there hard. Rub it hard. Boys, do you want to try to erase? Come here. Do you want to try to erase these words? Try to erase those. Try to get them off. Uh, any of them. Go ahead. Just wipe it on there. Try to rub them off. Are they coming off? No. All right, do you want to try? You want to try to rub these words off? All right. So let's show everybody they're not coming off, right? Because by ourselves, we have no power to get rid of our sins. But this is going to represent Jesus, okay? If we ask Jesus to forgive us, He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. We're going over these words with Jesus. Okay? So these are just like Jesus. And when you do something bad, or when you do something that you shouldn't be doing, and you feel bad for it, because when we do things that are bad, it leaves a mark on us. It leaves a mark in our heart. It makes us feel guilty. It makes us not feel good. But if we ask God to forgive our sins, so I went over all those words. Kenzie, try to wipe off one of those words. Ooh, is it coming off? Ivy, you want to do one? All right, wipe that one off. Wipe them off. Is it coming off? <laughs> Boys, you want to come wipe one off? Okay. Wipe one. Rub them really hard. So, if we ask Jesus to cover our sins with his blood because he died on the cross for us, our sins disappear. And you know what? God forgives us when we ask. And he never remembers that sin again. It's always gone. And you know, do you know how I know that? All right. You know me. There's always an answer in the Bible. Isaiah 43, verse 25. 
Yes. Sometimes I'm beside you. Okay. But if I wipe away your sins because of who I am, I will forget them forever. Okay? So God tells us in his word, in the Bible, that he will do just that. So all we got to do is pray for God to forgive us for our sins. Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, please be with us and guide us in all our actions, in all our thoughts, and in all our ways. And when we do do something wrong or when we sin, let us remember to come to you and ask for forgiveness. And then just as God does, forgives us and forgets, let us do the same. Amen. All right. Kenzie and Ivy yesterday picked out the snack. They said, I said, you want candy or you want a snack? Ivy said a snack and Kenzie said candy, so they're getting both. You want to take the little people now? No? Oh, okay. There's a lesson for us as a church this morning. An older congregation church, am I right? Pretty much. But we're getting young families. And we're getting little people. And you know what little people do? They make noise. So little Bo was making a little bit of noise, and I'm, I'm watching his mom, and mom appeared to be getting antsy because Bo was making noise. So she goes to the back of the church, and she sits down, and she starts taking care of Bo. And I went and whispered in her ear that little people are going to make noise in church. So I'm watching you three. I'm watching you three. And God bless you, okay? And God bless all of us because this is, I never thought I'd be saying this because I've heard it so much this last year. It just makes me cringe until this morning. We're all in this together. And in order for us to train up these little people, we have to have patience. And they, right. I, I, I enjoyed it myself this morning because I've seen some adults throw bigger fits than that. <laughs> okay? So let, let me tell you, it doesn't bother me a bit. And my prayer for all of us is that we're in this together. That's my prayer, concern, <laughs> and that's my praise. We seek prayer this morning for uh, Jordan and the baby in her womb, and for Aunt Diane, and for Jim Grout, unspoken. And what prayer concerns do you have this morning, church? I'd like to um, ask for prayers uh, for Libby Wells. Is that her name? Wells. Uh, one of Meg's good friends. She is um, at U of M uh, with, she's about, what, 27, 
28 weeks pregnant. She's been in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Um, she is leaking amniotic fluid, and it, they're just hoping to get her to 34 weeks. So Libby and her baby. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you all for helping mom celebrate her 95th birthday. She, uh, I think last count had 35 cards. We yeah. thank you for the card shower. And yeah. you'll notice we, we switched from 95 to 59. <laughs> I said, would she rather be? She said 59. So <laughs> but uh, thank you all. Thanks, church family, for being so supportive. There they are. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, these are some of the pictures that some took that were there, and Daryl took a bunch too. So anyway, <laughs> thanks Amen. again. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of you know I have a dog named Fred. Um, Fred was not doing well. Um, a pastor was nice enough to come pray over him. He is doing a little better every day, and we're hoping uh, he just continues to do so. But thank you. I had the joy of yesterday, we got to go with my Christian Motorcycle Association group. We went to our Seasons of Refreshing meeting, and, and getting ready for this season, I would ask you to uh, pray for all the chapters of our state, that we, as we go ride our motorcycle, we're all safe, and that we might reach out to others that ride to bring them to our Savior. Uh, I my friend Bob Rowe in Kentucky asked for his... Uh, for your prayers, for his heart condition has uh, given him a little trouble. And then my little friend, Wild Bill, again, he had his test and we're waiting for them to come back. So I thank you for that. The biggest joy I had was being able to see my children and grandchildren on FaceTime for an hour last weekend. So I thank you all for your prayers. Um, Jimmy Grote is doing a lot better. Uh, I think he might be, he's now, he's walking a little bit and seems to be doing quite a bit better, but still will be a couple more, two to three more weeks in rehab. So. Anyone else before we talk to the father? Uh, I'd like to lift up uh, the situation at our southern border. I know it's a long ways off, and most of us don't pay much attention, but I saw a little blurb on TV this morning before I came. And two little sisters, 10 years old and 8 years old, find themselves in Tijuana. They don't know where their mom and dad are. And politics aside, and no matter how you feel about open borders or the border wall or whatever, it's a terrible, terrible situation. We need to pray for these people. I'd like you to pray for all the people that got their last COVID shot because it kicked my butt. <laughs> Would you join our hearts as we go to the Father in prayer? Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise. Father, technology is making that available. 
that we can go beyond the walls to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Never would I have thought that we would be on Facebook Live, on FM radio, and now this new gig Ken's got us on. But Father, it's an opportunity for Brown City United Methodist Church to be in ministry beyond our walls. We give you glory and honor and praise for that. It's your word that says that you know the plans you have for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity for ecumenical Lenten services where we can gather in churches of other denominations and share the good news. Father, I left up Libby to you this morning and the baby in her womb and those on the medical team that will care for her. We left up Jordan and the baby in her womb and that your spirit will touch these young ladies. Lift up Aunt Diane to you, Father. Thank you for her love. Lift up Fire Chief Jim Grout. I know he's not the Fire Chief anymore, but he's earned that title. Father, for all the chapters of motorcyclists, as soon the season will be upon them, may your angels protect them. Father, thank you for the privilege to pray over Fred. He's not just a dog. He's someone who's loved by many. God has given us dominion over all the animals. But our pets become our family. Lord, we still pray for the COVID virus. those who are recovering from it, those who are suffering from it. Some are experiencing some difficulty from mainly the second shot. Lived up Bob and his heart situation and Bill as he prepares to have tests. Father, we live in the land of the free. And on our southern borders, there's still turmoil. Well, if we're honest with ourselves, there's turmoil all over the place. 
even here in Brown City. We lift up our educators and we pray for them. And Father, if Sean and Jenny are listening this morning with their boys, let them know that we miss them. But we understand. Blow fresh wind into this nation. Heal us from the core. Be with those who wear the badge and the firefighters and first responders. Lift up our bishops and our superintendents. And it being the appointment making season, we lift up those who will receive new appointments this season. Thank you for the privilege to serve. We lift up those who are homebound by health reasons or by choice. Thank you, Father. Father, please hear us as we pray. As we pray, our Father. There is a special offering this morning, and some of you have responded already to the offering and the tithes. Uh, as Elizabeth plays for just a few moments, you still have an opportunity to do that. The special offering is for the emergency fund. Uh, there is a drastic need in our community for people who need help. Uh, so you talk to the Father about that as Elizabeth plays. Would you pause with a moment of prayer with me, please? We do live in the land of abundance. Yet some are struggling in these trying times. We thank you for the opportunity to be the church. And we also gather the tithes, the gifts, and people bring offerings. We thank you for the privilege Just touch them and multiply them. May they see we're Christian by our love. We thank you, Father. Amen. The children are dismissed for junior church.
If you're happy and you know it, then your life will surely show it. I remember when that's how I felt about going to church. So I have the, I have the privilege on Sunday morning before uh, Sunday school class is over downstairs. Uh, when they're done, they gather around, they pray over me. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, the experience I had this morning was a little bit different. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were talking about. But and there, there were probably like 20 people in there, close to it. And I walk in the door and every one of them started laughing. I knew I was in the right place. Thank you for your love. Something you don't know about me is I struggled most of my adult life to feel like I was loved. Still have marks on my back from uh, being beat with a wooden broom when I was younger. Uh, grew up in a house of alcoholics. Uh, every Friday night, usually the sheriff was called because if mom wasn't beating up dad, dad was beating up mom. Uh, it's a crazy world back then. A lot of folks had experienced craziness in their life. Then I had an encounter with a, a tree that fell on my head. And I woke up in a helicopter flying to University of Michigan Hospital, paralyzed. And that's when I encountered uh, Jesus Christ, who changed my life. And I, I, I'm still a work in progress. Uh, Christ has a lot of work to do on me. Uh, but this, this morning, I am so appreciative of uh, the love that I feel in this church. And I'm so appreciative of uh, the little people that I hear in this church. Uh, and it reminded me of a lesson from my home church where uh, a new couple came to church one Sunday and they had a couple of kids with them and they sat in a particular pew and the person who had sat in that pew for 25 or 30 years uh, said to them, you're in my pew, you have to move. And the young couple got up and they took their kids by the hands and they walked right out the door and we never saw them again. And uh, we have an opportunity here in this church with these younger people coming and these little kids coming uh, that for the next two or three or four generations, uh, this church is still going to exist. Uh, and we should all be excited about that. This is a scripture for this morning, but I'm going to extend it a little bit because uh, it's from the 34th Psalm. Excuse me, the 33rd Psalm, starting with verse 13. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne, he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts. So he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory for all its strength. It cannot save you. But the Lord watches out over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He's our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. 
Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. That's God's word for you this morning. Pam had shared on the Facebook that Fred, Fred was sick. And I, I asked her if I could come and pray over Fred. Fred's a dog. Fred's my friend. So it's not just a dog to me. It's part of Pam's family. Part of our family. So Fred's a part of my family. And it was really crazy. In a very good way. Fred was in the truck. Because the sun was out. And he's warm in the truck. So I climb in the driver's seat with Fred. And I said, Fred, I'm going to pray for you, buddy. And he sat up next to me. He let, he let me put my hand on his head. And I started praying for him. And with my hand on his head, and my other hand sitting there, this is what I felt. I felt Fred take his paw and put it in my hand. I interpreted that as that was Fred's way of saying thanks for praying for me. Checked on him again the next day, he's a little bit better. Asked Pam how he is today, he's a little bit better. If prayer can work on a dog. Imagine what it can do in our lives. Amen? So my question is, are you spending enough time in prayer? One of the hardest days of my life was the day my little two-pound dog jumped off the couch and broke his leg and had to go to the dog hospital. And he spent a week in the dog hospital. They say, well, you can come and check on him every day. That seemed like torture to me because just dropping my little dog off at the dog hospital was tugging at my heart. And I prayed every day for my dog. We have to be people of prayer. Not just for pets who are become part of our family, but how about for your church family? You who have been here a while, are you, are you praying for these younger families? So you know what I'm afraid of? That when our younger people who make noise make noise, somebody's going to say something. Like, why don't you take them to the basement? Or things like that that we do when we don't think. But how about if we spent time praying for these young families? I, I wouldn't want to be, uh, I wouldn't want to have kids in this day and age. I don't have enough patience for that to start. Because the world is so different. But we need to be people of prayer. So what's this text telling me this morning? It's telling me that God the Father looks down from heaven and he knows all of us and what we do. 33rd Psalm, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon you, upon those who fear him. Do you realize one day you're going to stand before the Father and give an account of your life? And he's going to know everything. You know what my prayer is for me? As he shows me some mercy. He's already extended his grace. but Maybe he'll give me a little bit of mercy that I'm not really worthy of. Someone said earlier, who's the sinner? I think my hand was the first one up. I sin every day. Every day the devil tries to attack. Some days he's more victorious than others, but I know that I know that I know that my God reigns. 
When he looks down, I need to be looking up. I always chuckle when we're in a group and someone will say, well, let's bow our heads in prayer. I don't want to bow my head. I want to look up and praise him and thank him. I'm not going to bow down like this. I'm going to bow like this. Because I know he's looking down on me and I know he's looking down on you. And I want to be looking up to him. I'm getting pretty careless in my driving, I have to admit. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I'm, I'm, I find myself, I'm not on my cell phone. That's pretty dangerous. But I find myself driving down the road looking out the window wondering, is there going to be an eagle up there? How majestic is his holy name. When he looked down and I looked up, I, I find provisions. Everything that I need. How wealthy are we? And I'm not talking about who has the biggest checking account or how many dollars you have in your wallet. I'm talking about how rich we are in God's grace. That our relationship with him is the best that it can be. I know a man, and a lot of you folks knew Bob Perry. Bob Perry owned Perry Trailer Park. Anytime, if you needed $10, Bob Perry would pull out this wad of money. It'd be that thick. And you know what? He'd give it all to you. Because his heart was right with God and he believed in being his brother and sister's keeper. Now I worked for him a while and I know he wasn't a saint. But he was a man who had a heart after God. When he looks down and you look up, this, some of us, we need more of this. Patience. I'm not always a patient person. And I know some of you aren't. Many years ago in Sutton Sunshine Church, a young lady came in after church had started. I won't say late, because in my opinion, you're never late coming into God's house. But she came in after church had started, and she's dragging two little kids around, and one of them is like digging his feet and not wanting to come in. And the little girl in, in front sort of throwing a, a fit. And I said, welcome, come on in. And she said, we would have been here earlier but patience wasn't co cooperating this morning. Patience being their daughter. But the kind of patience I'm talking about is when we get anxious for something. Or the devil's trying to trick us. And we forget to focus on the cross in Christ. And we get irritable. Any of you ever get irritable? Don't respond to that one. But just think about it. And Isaiah 40, 31, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So when the world is closing in on us, shouldn't we be reaching out to the Father that much more? Because for some folks outside of these doors, the only Jesus they're going to see is through you and me. And I hope they don't judge us by how we look. Because sometimes we look pretty rough. Sometimes it's hard to tell if you're a Christian or if you're an undercover Christian. You know what an undercover Christian is? The only one that knows you're a Christian is you. Because the example that you give to the world is not of one. Because for the true believer, the born-again Christian, we should be the best reflection of Christ to the world. 
to our families, to our workplace, to our neighbors. And I understand that's not always easy. Some of you who work with the public, you know that it's not always easy working with people. They'll bite you. But the only difference between getting bit by Bruce and getting bit by Fred is after Fred bites you, he's going to love you. Because we're different that way. We seem to hurt each other with our words and our actions when we should be uplifting each other in Christ-like love. See, when he looks down, he's looking at all of us and all that we do. We can't hide it from him. When he looks down and we look up, we find power. There's power in prayer when you claim the blood of Jesus Christ over the situation. There's only one thing that's going to happen. It's going to be victory. Because when Christ freely went to the cross, he conquered death for you and for me. So we're victorious. Shouldn't we live like victorious people? You threw me a loop last week. I knew you weren't going to be here. She walked the deck. What is that? A flute? And played. And it was beautiful. I was scared at first. How many? Really? She did a great job. She did a good job, teacher. I'm sorry, church. No, I'm not. It happens. When he looked down. See, and that's a great example right there. I'm sorry. I... I need to be careful so I don't get myself in trouble here. I just find it interesting that that would be one of your students. That makes you older than I thought you were. But you know what? What a great example, church. Teacher, student. You saw these little people? Teachers students. Great illustration. We have to raise them up. It's not just mom and dad's task. It's when the little children are brought to the church. It's all of our task to love them unconditionally and raise them up in the church. Make it contagious so they want to come back. When he looks down and I look up, the 33rd Psalm, verse 20, we find protection. We should pray a hedge of protection around each other. As we travel, uh, those in the hospital, prayer, prayer, prayer. I can't say enough on the power of prayer. In Jesus' name. Because no other name's going to help. No other name's going to heal. No other name is going to forgive. No other name is going to make whole other than that of Jesus Christ. We find praise. What, 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 when is the praise team going to sing? The 21st of March. We're going to hear a little praise music. How many of you sing in the shower? How many of you sing in the garage? How many of you sing other places besides church, the garage, and the shower? Now here's, answer this one honestly. How many of you don't sing in church? Thank you for your honesty. I didn't always sing in church. I don't like, you know, one of the reasons I was terrified on being on Facebook Live is because if I hear my voice on an answering machine, it scares me. It does. And I've heard myself singing before on a tape recorder, and it scares me. It's sort of raspy and rough. 
I remember walking into the Yale United Methodist Church one day and John Sproul and Judy Sproul, who are part of the praise team, uh, handed me a song and said, we want you to sing this in church. And I did. Because I wanted to honor him. I want to praise him every opportunity I can in song or deed. I've come to the point where I really don't care how it sounds. I just want to make a joyful noise to the Lord. I want to thank him for what he's done in my life. You know, we had a great food truck this week. Thank you for all who was there to help. I want to give a special thank you to Ed Smith because we were on a certain station where the boxes, there were a whole bunch of boxes and they're 40 pounds or 45 pounds and every now and then I'd look out of my peripheral and I'd see Ed swiping one of my boxes to put in a vehicle so I didn't have to do it. I appreciated that, Ed. Because I tell you what, brother, that night I couldn't move. It was, it, was, it, was, it was comical when we went to bed and I tried to roll over. Man, I couldn't even roll myself over. I was so beat up. But you know what I was able to do? I was able to thank him. Thank him that I'm still able. Still able to serve. Still able to love and still able to care. He's looking down on us. And beyond this room, he's looking down. I think his heart is sad at the condition of this great nation. But it, it was formed on one nation under God. I believe we can get back to that. If the church would make a noise, say, enough, enough, world, enough, enough, devil, Satan, get behind me, and serve the Lord and praise him. <laughs> Verse 33 Because you have trusted in his holy name. Because you have trusted in his holy name. The name of Jesus Christ, scripture says, every knee will bow. I'm excited about that. When it's my turn, and I, I'm on borrowed time. Many, many surgeries that I've had, the only reason I'm here this morning is because God has not whispered my name yet. And he's not whispered your name yet. But for us who believe, the best is yet to come. And this has been good. We've had it pretty good. But can you imagine no more suffering, no more pain? No more... We get mad at each other for just silly stuff. None of that nonsense anymore. Let's just be his. We're children of the most high God. Shouldn't be, we be the best reflection of that to the world? Those in your community, and not everybody this morning lives in Brown City, but where you come from, if you are the best reflection of Christ Jesus, Somebody is going to get saved because of you. Not necessarily by you preaching to them, but by you being different and they observe you and they know that there's something different about you and they're going to inquire about it. I like it when the church says, uh, well, we need to have a revival. I agree with that. But there's only one we need to invite. It's not Billy Graham. It's not Joel Osteen. We need to invite the reviver. <laughs> the, only, the only one that can revive us is Jesus, the living Christ. That's it. That's what we need. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so it just flows out of us. And we become contagious. Hey, I, I need all your help next week, okay?
because next week's communion. And we have to remember to bring the little people up from downstairs for communion. So somebody, please, please, please remind me. Even when I write it down, I can miss it. The Lord looks down from heaven and he sees the whole human race. From his throne, he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts. So he understands everything they do. We put our hope in the Lord. He's our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice. For we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, O Lord. For our hope is in you. Amen. Victory in Jesus. Say, there's one I forgot to pray for, and don't gasp when you hear this. Mary Lou's boyfriend accidentally shot himself. Uh, he was cleaning his gun, and there was a round in it, and it went through his finger here and shattered all this, and they have to rebuild this part of it. Uh, 
I told Mary Lou we'd pray for Jim this morning. Uh, so, Father, as uh, we lift Jim up to you this morning for healing in his hand, we thank you for the doctors that are able to reconstruct that hand. And, Father, we have an opportunity to leave the building and go be the church in a hurting world. We just ask that you would give us boldness, wisdom, and that the Holy Spirit would flow out of us when we go into the communities. We thank you, Father, and God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen.